this is your job. Make sure there is food on the table. Like you can cook. <laughs> you can f this. I'm out here. I'm about to start my YouTube channel. Tell me how you feel. I want to know. Like I'm really eager to know how you guys feel. Like seriously. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Hey everyone. I'm Izzy, and welcome to Izzy's Network, the podcast. Today, well, this is a bonus track. Um, the bonus track will focus on me and my personal life and getting to know your host a lot better. So this is the first bonus. And But before I get into the conversation about who I am, what I am, why am I doing this? Why I created this podcast? Here are your updates. All right. First things first, I got to give it to Kylie. Forbes reported that she is the youngest billionaire. But they say self-made billionaire. That's a different question. Self-made? Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But youngest billionaire? Shout out to her shout out to her shout out to her i think the reason why they gave her self-made billionaire well they gave her the self-made title is because um she built a company from scratch even though even though she had the support um and had an empire behind her the kardashian empire or the car jenner empire behind her I guess what makes her a self-made billionaire is the fact that a company did not exist before and she literally started a company from the ground up, right? So, you know, I guess that's what that's why they're considering her self-made. It would be diff it would have been different, let's say if she would have, you know, taken like or like let's say she would have like if those if let's just say if her business already existed the business she's in right now already existed and she just took over and she became a billionaire then they'd be like oh yeah she's the youngest billionaire but i guess what makes her self-made is the fact that she literally started a company and turned it into a bill like a billion dollar industry so shout out to her shout out to her and we could debate this too like let me know how y'all feel about this like because Hey, I, I see the point of view because you're looking at like, oh, self-made is people who come from scratch and came from the woodworks like Oprah Winfrey and, and so forth. But I guess that when we look at the context behind all that, I guess she is a self-made billionaire, right? Even though she did have the resources, right, to help her succeed and help her do really, really well, right? I guess she is a self-made billionaire because she started a company that's what she did she started something that did not exist before she started kylie cosmetics like she started her whole own cosmetic line something that didn't exist before so that's what makes her self-made first thing second what is going on news oh so tax returns it's reported that it's reported that and yes do not go off on your accountant whoever's doing your taxes don't start yelling at them 
pressing them, sending them emails. Don't be doing none of that because it's reported that your taxes are going to be lower this year because of the new tax code. Yes, remember the tax code that all the white Republicans and for your president Donald Trump was congratulating on um, at the Rose Garden in Washington, D.C. and said that this is the biggest tax cut of the year or the big, they claim this was the biggest tax cut of the decade of some sort. Yeah, so your taxes are lower this year. So don't go off on your accountant. Don't go off. Don't get mad at him or her. So again, this is why it is important to vote. Most importantly, vote, vote, vote. Know your candidates right and and if you know a candidate who is not um even if it's a candidate that's not in your state reach out to those who live in those states tell them tell them to vote it is important to participate in grassroots organizations so that way you know we have politicians more or less people people with morals or some um who represent us who can identify with us and who could best provide the best services for us, for us to, for our own pockets, for the for the economy at large, for society at large as well too. So that's why, like I said, it's important to vote. It's important to be active in the political process, even though politics can be really boring sometimes. But it's important to stay engaged because you don't. These are the people who are again making these policies that are that that may or will affect our well-being so yeah stephen clark right if you remember stephen clark a 22 year old black american who was shot and killed in sacramento california by two police officers of the sacramento police department to give you a brief background so we could refresh our memory last year um, the two officers responded to a call um, and pursued stephen because he allegedly was breaking windows, but Stefan was ran away from the police and the, the police officers shot 20 rounds at Stefan because they believe he had pointed a gun at them. So the police reported after he was shot 20 times and killed in front of his grandmother's house that he only was carrying a black cell phone. So they mistakenly thought his black cell phone was a gun. On March 2nd, it was declared by prosecutors that they would not be charged with any criminal um, offense and which is causing a big uproar for people in Sacramento, California, because they feel they see it as an unjust conclusion to why these police officers were not charged, given the fact that Steph Clark, Stephen Clark, was running away from the police officers. And the last thing I wanna say, definitely the last thing I gotta say, is Women's History Month. Yeah, I said it. Not Women History Month, Women Her Story Month. So shout out to all the black women. Shout out to all the minority women, all the trailblazers who have paved the way for a better economic and social lifestyle for this generation and the generation moving forward and the generation that's next to come. Shout out to Shirley Chisholm, 
Shout out to my favorite investigative journalist, Ida B. Wells, who investigated lynching in the South. Shout out to the founder of the Children's Defense Fund. I can't remember her name. I don't know why I can't remember her name, but shout out to her. She founded the Children's the Children Defense Fund. Shout out to Michelle Obama. Shout out to her. Shout out to Oprah Winfrey. Shout out to all these beautiful, incredible women um, who have made it possible for us to be creative and demonstrated what is what is women's worth in society. And they have proved it time and time again. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. Every woman loves you. Well, let me not say every woman, but we love you. I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so well, let's let's get into the topic. All right, so I just want to say thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, to those who have shared, like, downloaded, subscribed, and wrote a review, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. I started this podcast back in September and recorded my first episode in October. And for those who have been with me since the beginning, you have known that in each episode there's something a little different that's happening, right? So I'm always trying to like do something creative with each episode. Three episodes ago, I've you know finally have it, finally created an intro, and I love my intros. I hope you guys love it too, because I love making my intros. I do it specifically because I want to provide a preview of what each episode is going to entail that's why my intros are created are uniquely created for each episode but to give you a little background about who i am so i'm izzy of course so i'm also capricorn i'm from brooklyn new york i was raised in new york city raised practically my whole life since an infant in brooklyn I went to undergrad in D.C. And then I went after undergrad, I went to obtain my master's of arts at NYU Steinhardt. So shout out to anyone who went to NYU, but specifically shout out to anyone who went to NYU Steinhardt, which is like the best school, right? So, you know, NYU is a big university, like a, a a big and global university so you know there's different schools like Wagner, Tisch, Steinhardt and etc etc so I've got my master's in applied statistics social science and humanities you know with a program focus of sociology of education yeah so it's kind of weird because I'm just like okay why did I decide to go back to school again when I decided to get my master's, and I remember like, hmm, I decided to go to get my master's because I was like, okay, I want to be a professor. And then I went to NYU and I was like, mm, I don't know if I still want to be a professor, but I'm still contemplating on it. I'm still contemplating if I still want to be a professor. So let me just say this. So the reason why I want to be a professor was because I when undergrad, I, I took a sociology 100 course and that that class really opened my eyes to really understanding the social disparities, economic disparities, racial disparities, structures 
in the U.S. context. What I've learned taking a Sociology 100 course, it opened my eyes to learn of the type of oppression that existed and you know, my school, I went to a high school that was shut down by the, the mayor at that time. And I, my school was phased out. So which means that they weren't accepting any incoming freshmen. But within that, my school was losing its resources. So we lost a lot of teachers. And it wasn't until I took this sociology 100 course to realize like, oh, no, there's something structurally implicated to why certain conditions exist and why certain people live in certain conditions and what type of policies that kind of benefit some people but also deeply affect predominantly marginalized communities. To share a little more, you know, I wasn't a great writer when I first started college. I I used to get so frustrated, like, play soccer in college and so it was hard balancing soccer and going to school and working at the same time and you know when you're a freshman everyone's going to party so that's there's this partying aspect and I just didn't understand like why my classmates right some people who are from Virginia Maryland parts of Pennsylvania New Jersey you know they were finishing like a two-page paper three-page paper like easy breezy like in 30 minutes maybe an hour but it took me so long to write a paper and I used to get like c's and d's and b minuses and I used to get so frustrated because I used to blame myself a lot of like damn like I'm I'm not excelling in school I'm not excelling this and it's within when I took this sociology course and I was like, oh, okay, to why this is. So going back to this, why my school was phased out, they cared about they 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 cared about us academically, but we did not receive a rig- a rigorous. We weren't rigorously challenged in school. They just wanted to make sure we all just passed, right? As long as you weren't being disruptive, you were passing, and that's all that they. That's mostly what they cared about, right? And providing as much as they can because like i said most of most of the teachers were gone most of the classes were not available to us anymore so i never took physics i never took chemistry i i remember uh one what a teacher had to fight to to have an ap class for us so there was only two ap classes um at the school i grad at the high school i graduated from i realized like oh wow like there's some like there's a structure there of inequality in a way that kind of set a precedent where when i entered college when i started college it was the first time i was challenged academically it was the first time i i rigorously needed to know how to write to excel and and shout out to Anna shout out to Anna because I used to send my papers to Anna shout out to my cousin Roy shout out to everyone who supported me right when I started learning more about inequality I was like okay I need to special I need to know more right and that's why I decided I majored in sociology because it was like the doctor to society that's how I saw sociology it was like the doctor to society answering questions that I've always questioned or what other people questioned so yeah and then you know got a got my degree so I, I, my focus was in sociology in undergrad and then for my master's 
my program focus was sociology of education. So kind of narrowing my focus in and looking at education issues, right? Because if education is supposed to be the gateway to academic prosperity, career prosperity, economic freedom to a certain degree, education is it, right? So I wanted to look at education issues through a sociological lens, right? So that was really big for me, right? That, that's why I decided to get my master's in sociology of education, looking at education issues through a sociological lens in, into the perspective of inequality, right? And what does that look like? So a lot of people don't know this, but there is tracking, right? Tracking is like when students are basically assigned to certain curriculums or assigned to certain classes that aren't rigorous for them. And there's this all and there's this racial dynamic, right? If you go to school that is predominantly diverse, but if you look at the classrooms, it's not so diverse. So some school like there are schools across the state where you have a diverse school, but the basic classes are full with black and brown people and majority of the AP classes are filled with white people. That is tracking. That's what tracking looks like in an academic space. And who makes those type of decisions is teachers, administrators, sometimes parents. And I would argue that I think tracking is, is one form of um, prejudice, right? Being prejudiced towards a particular group in ways that you're not enriching them academically and you're intentionally or unintentionally placing them in a curriculum that does not, that would not benefit them at all. So, the, so that's just, I just want to give that example, you know, why, like uh, one example of inequality in the education setting and in using sociology to explain that reason, right? So that's, that's my background. And so then, so I, re, so I realized that I loved having conversations with people, right? The same way my professors in undergrad, they would like, literally open my eyes to every issue right that's going on in US political social economic and I was like wow this is this is deep and I want and that's why I want to be a professor I was like I need to be a professor because I want to share this information to everyone I need people to know I need people to know this information too like I'm not about to share this share I'm not about to keep this knowledge to myself I'm going to share this knowledge with everyone so here i am now in my master's program i have a job so in the beginning when i first started there was no there was no room in the office they were like we don't have any more desk we're sorry but you're just gonna have to be like you just have to be mobile right so basically just being very just be very responded via email right and then they, they found a space for me and it was in a closet but it was like a closet that turned into like a graduate student center like a graduate a graduate student space where there's like a just like a room with like three rows and I was in the middle row and one of my really good colleagues had the right row and then someone was to the left of me and that's where conversations started for me deeply deep conversation started for me in that graduate space aka the closet that's what we called it yeah that's where conversation started for me in the first place and I was like yo I want to start a podcast but I was in school at the time I was like oh man I want to start a podcast when I'm gonna have time to start a podcast because I had so much going on but literally those conversations that I had was like, I really want to 
not hold on and I don't want to hold this information anymore. What I'm interested in is building consciousness, right? That's my primary focus, building consciousness, allowing people to see a different perspective or hear a different perspective or think about a different perspective because everyone comes from different experiences. Everyone comes from different backgrounds. And it's important for me to kind of bridge that gap and build consciousness because ultimately that is the only way towards liberation. So I practice a mode of actively pushing for liberation for all ethnic groups, all racial groups, all genders, and so forth. So I was like, I need to start a podcast because I cannot I cannot withhold this information any longer. So then after I graduated, I was touring Europe as my part of my graduation gift. And then once I got back, I started my podcast. Again, I'm interested in connecting people which is why it's called izzy's network bringing us together into a community like my podcast and hopefully future events so that way we can build consciousness together we can talk together we can know together we can share together and for those who are and for those who are seeking liberation bringing those groups together and having a constructive conversation um, through consciousness. And that's, and that's why I decided to create this podcast. You know, to be a professor, I have to get my PhD. <laughs> so, the contempl- so me contemplating about going back is very serious, right? But until then, um, I think this podcast is what helps me provide, um, share, and connect with you all. So... To my podcast and also look comment share tell me how you feel i want to know like i'm really eager to know how you guys feel like seriously i want to know because part of me building consciousness is getting feedback i need to know i want to know i want to hear your voice so thank you for listening i appreciate you guys um, continue to write, continue to listen, share, again, subscribe to this podcast and watch us grow. We're, we, and this is not just a me thing. The podcast is not a me thing. I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for us, for all of us. So thank you. If you, yeah, thank you. And that is all. Been listening to Izzy's Network, the podcast. Thank you and see you next time.